0: This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioca.
1: Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioca and we're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is all about saving, saving money and building up wealth. That that's one of the keys to get to going forward is 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 to put away money save make investments and build up wealth and our our motto in our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively there's a number of ways you can do it uh we we talk a lot on the show about uh the the best way it's really the 401k program your 403b 457 type of programs those are are uh the latter ones are are for government and uh, different types of uh school systems those 401k most people use in corporate america and uh, is uh the that uh what that is is that is uh, uh a uh that is the program and you simply put away the money in the program and, the, and then you uh you build up money for retirement and, and so so what, what you, typically, most companies will match 10%. Not 10%, they'll match 3 4%. And you want to put away 10%, it gets you to 13%. That's what most of the research says Says uh, for retirement. It's called income savings. And, and there's other ways to do it, but this is the simplest way. And, I, and I'll tell you what makes it so incredibly powerful. Income savings, which you put away the paycheck every single uh, right before you get you, you you pay yourself uh by putting away money in the savings plan first, which means it happens every single time there's no uh it, it, it's very people rarely stop these boxes. very very rarely it takes a really a major thing uh, to, in order to do this so I, I something that we want to look at and and, and kind of continue to move you know that, that you want to do. So, you put away the money. this is a very proper another good way to go we, we talk the force savings uh if you purchase a piece of property, a farm, a house, a ranch uh a second th- those are also kind of forced savings programs and people tend to build up wealth and then you know over ten fifteen years the prop- properties go up in value. you've got to be in a growth area for that's very very important you want to be in growth area to do that but but again, it's kind of a forced pr- savings program. You've got to make the, uh, you got to pay the bank or the mortgage company every month, and then you build up, and eventually you get the loan paid off, it, it, and you have a piece of property, and that gives you some, uh, uh, in- that gives you either income f- at retirement. Uh, you can sell it, and it's gone up. Uh, it gives you more capital. Th- those, th- those are the two big ways that people build up wealth over the long term sometimes they invest in different companies uh private deals things like that but, but rarely do people we really come across people that just really hit it big we, you know we deal with a lot of executives and oftentimes i've, I've you know we've gone in and help them clean up the investments afterwards and and it's extraordinary how many of these things don't work but 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 the real estate in the 401k, the, the, the qualified, you to be those savings programs, they do work. Uh, and so there are a couple of different ways to do it, but you have to have – the reason I bring up this: you have to have some type of plan in order to save for retirement, in order to build up wealth, and to create wealth. Uh, An interesting subject – I bring up real estate because – where is it? Let me see here. I've got something on this. According, and this is a very important. According to a Federal Reserve study – the the medium uh, family uh, net worth of homeowners is about two hundred and fifty five thousand dollars. Now that's that's probably high because some older people they've got their their, their net worth has gone up more because the homes have gone up, but but but. Renters, their net worth is only sixty three hundred dollars, and this this just goes to show you one of the great things we did in the United States of America was we set up the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, all these programs, government programs to lend money long term for housing because we realized if people were own were 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 in an ownership society and took ownership, they would build up wealth. They would all buy in into the society more and more. In 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 the renters out there. You know, the only $6,300 $6, was their average, so they're not – now, maybe the renters are younger too, but a lot of people, if they rent over time, they don't build up any wealth. And it's so important to have this. I mean, if, if one of the things I think they should do is for 30-year loans, for, for subsidized fixed-rate loans, you should get one or two of those. Uh, you know you can buy a house, you can maybe buy another house or a vacation, maybe three, but this idea of letting people buy ten homes, this idea of letting corporations buy into the housing market like they are do they 're starting to do on Wall Street they want to buy up homes and rent them out that 's not creating an ownership society that 's creating that 's doing two things that 's creating a renter society where people won 't build up wealth, and this show is all about wealth. It's profiting Wall Street, but it's not profiting the American people. And the other thing that's happening is it's also these people – they're not becoming owners – And the other thing is it's driving up the price. When people are buying massive amounts of houses to rent out, that's driving up the price. So people, new people coming in the workforce, people that are starting out building families, they can't afford homes. And this is a really big thing out there now. And so it's important that we we have to set our society to build up, up, up a society of owners, build up to building up wealth through 401K plans, for uh, savings, qualified savings plans through through subsidies in real estate, those should go to middle-class working people. They shouldn't be going to the super wealthy like they are in this country right now because I have real concerns over the long term. Now, look, I, I know the 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 Davos crowd in the World Economic Forum, what they you know, they want to sit there and and basically uh, have more of a socialistic, where nobody really owns things and they run everything at the top type of thing. But I don't. We we've always had an ownership society in the United States. I mean, they they don't believe in that. Uh, in uh, contrary to what they say, uh, it, in, in a lot of people, you know, think that socialism is the way to go, but it's never the way to go. When people you socialize everything, the first thing, look at Cuba. Nobody takes care of anything because they don't have ownership of anything. Why should they take care of anything? It's not theirs. It, you can see that in the you go look at your subdivision, You can almost look at the houses that the rent houses and compare them to you can almost identify them by looking at them they're not as well taken care of as the people that own their property they build it up they take care of it and they watch over it i mean it, it, it's that same way everywhere people when they get a hold of when they have ownership they do it this is an ownership society the united states is an ownership society we have to continue to do that and one of the ways we have to do is we have to make sure the next generation gets a chance at ownership and, and and so this is something I think is going to be one of the big things I, I again i I don't believe in Wall Street buying up homes to rent them out. you know you can see it you know you can see the type of people that move into the neighborhood that are renters It's a different type of person uh they're're they're, they're not ownership I, I I'm more for subsidizing lending, helping people get into homes and helping the next generation and, and I think housing's going to be one of the bigger sectors over the next uh, 10 years or so, because the, 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 the millennials, the X, the Y, those they're starting to buy houses. They're starting it up. It's difficult for them when you got to, you know, in some areas pay $500,000 for a home. I'm talking to a, one of my cousins is a home builder. And he's like, Ted, you wouldn't believe these young people coming in buying $750 million homes. And, and uh, it, it's just, and I hear this all the time, But that's great for those people, but what concerns me is some of the people underneath it, working people, that that don't quite have the assets or or don't have the the parents helping them out or don't have the two-income, higher-paying jobs. That those people are struggling, and so this is going to be important going forward. And we want to make sure one of the big things is going to be ownership. We, this is an ownership country and ownership society. And we we need to encourage that uh, because if, if people don't have ownership, they don't take care of it. You know, the, the the renter doesn't take care of it. The the hireling, you know, the minute the wolf shows up, they run and. Uh, it's in the Bible. And, and so it, it, it's, it, it's the way it is. So those are just some thoughts with record low interest rates. One reason I bring this with record low interest rates, now's the time to lock in that long term interest rates. Uh, look, it's very difficult for us. We, Our, our business at Max Out Savings Advisors, we manage long term money for retirement. Average uh, couple comes into us. One of them could easily live to mid-90s or longer, and we might have to manage money for 30 years. So what we're dealing with is we've got to long-term manage money to deal with inflation, deflation, depression, whatever uh, that happens in those time frames. And when we're getting virtually 0 or 0.85% on 10-year bonds, that's a lot of risk to us, and we have to be careful. But if you're borrowing to buy a house, if you're borrowing – Take advantage of those rates. Lock in long-term rates. Don't get fle- floating rates or or adjustable rates. It makes no sense when, when rates are at the lowest time in, or right near the lowest time in history. Take advantage of that because we have an inflation. You're not going to see these rates again for maybe 25 or 30 years. So, so you want to take advantage of that. Uh, this is one of the, the important things that, that's really out there right now. There's too much debt it, uh right now the the, the global debt's about two hundred and three hundred and fifty five, three hundred and sixty percent of GDP. That is the highest it's ever been. Eventually this debt is gonna crash, come crashing down. Does it kinda come in a deflationary uh Crash, or is it going to be an inflationary spiral? Back in the in, in the 1930s, it was a deflationary time. I, that the history doesn't repeat; it tends to rhyme. And I think that the, the Federal Reserve. I mean, Ben Bernanke was the greatest expert in his own mind, uh, uh, but a lot of people said it. I mean, uh, I, I, I'm more of an Amity Schley's uh, forgotten man. A person, when it comes to the, the view of the depression, that it was really the government that did it. But he he says the Fed was just too easy, was too tight, and they can't ever be that. And you see now they keep flood every time there's a slowdown. They flood the system's money. That's likely going to result in an inflation over the long term. This is a real threat to your retirement. This is the big danger in the world today. Is what's going to happen with with you know with inflation, recession, and, and if you're in social security. Uh, And and you get a big inflation. You'll get some inflation adjustment, but it won't keep up. I saw some numbers today. If you really factor in some of these things, inflation right now is closer to 3%, and there may be adjusting. Some years, there's no adjustment on Social Security, or if you have a pension, other things out there it becomes a real problem. And so inflation, and if you've got long-term bonds yielding 3.5% and you get a three and a half four percent 4% inflation, it's going to be devastating over the long term to, to your retirement. And this is the real challenge for retirees. We've had 30 years of deflation going forward. We have 30 years of falling interest rates. From that time, the global uh, Debt to GDP, about 350%, give or take. uh, It's expanded exponentially. So we have this massive debt where people took advantage of the low rates. The question is, can they pay it off? And when they can't, likely they're going to try to flood the system with money. They're going to do massive government spending. The Fed's already added almost $3 trillion to their balance sheet. We have about a $3 trillion well, we had a trillion-dollar deficit. We have probably spent $2.2 trillion more. So we have about $3 trillion deficits this year because of coronavirus. This is, over the long term, going to be inflationary. You've got to protect yourself. You've got to protect yourself for retirement. And there's ways to do it. But, but it, it, it's a d- different world for the last 20 years where you manage and indexes, throw the money in, and it went up infinitely forever on, on free Federal Reserve money. That's all going to change, and rates are going to go up. So what, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Saving Show.
0: schydraulics.com
1: back to the Max Out Savings Show,
3: so,
1: talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, one of the things, the coronavirus has really changed the world quite a bit. Uh, in, some, in some cases, for the better, some for the worse.
3: Uh, we're
1: hearing that you know the, 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 uh, many people, some people out there want to think this is the chance to do the big reset in the world that can tell us all how to live. Uh, that's, I mean, that's going to be the challenge of our time going forward is, is dealing with these type of people. Uh, and, you know, it, we, we just I – mean, this is the United States of America, and, and, and we do have uh, certain freedoms and uh, that, that, that we have fought for and uh, and deserve, and, and we're just going to have to continue to fight to protect them. I mean I, I think it was a fantastic win in the Supreme Court for churches and synagogues and other places of worship. The idea that, that people would be banned uh, from going to their church or limited so they couldn't go to church was just horrifying – and uh, I've talked to so many religious leaders; you just couldn't believe it happened. I mean, you know, some of these people can talk about what happened in in, in the the plague in the 1300s, and it wasn't like that. And, and it's just it's just you know the disrespect for religion from some of some people in government is just shocking. And but that's why we have our freedom of religion, which is why the pilgrims came over in the first place. Uh, but but the coronavirus is here, and and a couple things it's done. I think it's going to change retirement. People are going to be less likely to go into nursing homes in in that type of thing, because they'll be safer in pandemics in the future. I mean, the coronavirus, it, it, it's very similar. There's other times in history that really colored people's perception, and and I think I think this is one of them. Uh, it, it, the depression was one. When I started out in this business a long time ago, I, from time to time, I'd run people that like Ted. I don't invest in stock. They remembered the Depression, and, and they were wiped out because of it or their family was wiped out. And the the uh, I think the Depression is one of them. Uh, the Vietnam War was one of them. Uh, the uh, There's different types of things that have happened where people forget. A lot of people, it took years for them to – 30 years ago, the big inflation. To this day, a lot of people won't buy long-term bonds. Uh, and, and are very cautious because of that. It, it, and, and I think this is another one that fundamentally changing. People aren't going to be as quick to go into a nursing home or somewhere else if they can stay home for retirement. That that, and it, that is good in some ways because it is cheaper if you stay at home and try to make do with some at home help, that type of thing. Uh, and uh, the, you can get you can bring in people to help out at home and stay at the house longer and it's a lot cheaper to bring in uh at-home help uh you know five days a week or something than it is to sit there and move into a nursing home we have 24-hour care and so this is this i think is going to change that the the thinking people they want to stay in their home where they know they're safe i mean you can see the huge amount of money being spent at uh Home Depot, Lowe's. Uh You can't uh, go try to buy a refrigerator out there. You can get them, but if you want something special, it's going to cost. There, there's lines to get, you know, delays to get dishwashers. Uh, the home remodeling. Uh, you know, I was shocked when I went in to look at uh, wood flooring and there was no, no inventory. Uh, people are redoing their houses and, and they're making them a safe place. Some of them plan to work there permanently. I mean, remote working is is going to become. Uh, more prevalent. And, and, and this is why you're seeing, and people are moving away from the big cities. And new York is the classic example. I mean, I don't know if you remember this. Five, 10 years ago, you could not turn a TV, a show on. I don't watch much network TV anymore. One of the reasons why I couldn't stand watching shows about New York City all night long on the TV. Every every time the new show would come on, they would pan the New York Uh, You know, the New World Trade Center or the Empire State Building or the Chrysler Building or the Brooklyn Bridge. And and that's all we got to what? Well, now everyone's moving out. There's probably been well over half a million people fleeing New York because you know they want to be cooped up in a little bitty apartment and they can't go outside Well, they're moving elsewhere and they're going, "Hey, this is pretty nice here, I like it. I my tax what the taxes are just this I'm not the, the, the taxes are much lower there's the rules are much easier they're living in a uh, nice lifestyle. they moved to Connecticut, New Jersey. Uh, North Carolina, Florida, upstate New York—it's it's, it's a wonderful life in these places. And people are like, I don't need this stuff anymore, and, and so they're moving out of big cities uh, where, where people, you know, where we're where basically in many cases, uh, governments have taken control. They've overtaxed them. They've overregulated them, and they're pretty much miserable places to be. And, and, and so this is causing a housing boom in the United States. Uh we're, we're, we've got record low rates. People want a safe house. They want a big enough house that they can move around in. And, and I don't think this is, this, this is the type of thing that people forget. If you go through a year of this, which is about what it's going to be, you know, well, people in our neighborhood, I mean, it's a, it's a lovely neighborhood. We've got all these young people moving in. Now there's, you know, dogs. I mean, I don't know how I could run a kennel club out of this subdivision. I mean, I've never seen so many dogs. And people are out walking, and it's peaceful and People feel safe, and that—that's what's going to happen. And you're going to see a trend away. They're going. What if you can work remotely? Uh, the yeah, I have one son that's in San Francisco. He's moving back. He's, he's can work remotely, and it, it costs a fortune to live in San Francisco. And, and and you know they have all these rules and regulations with the COVID, which makes it a miserable place to be in the first place. You're getting taxed infinitely. And it's like people don't need that. They can go move somewhere else. They can be with family. They can be with friends. They can be in a nice place to live, someplace warm. They don't need this anymore. And so this is a huge game changer in the United States. And so these big trends, the housing trend, the the millennials, the Gen Y, uh, they didn't buy houses. They're starting to buy houses. They've got record low interest rates. Now they can afford to buy houses. I, I, this trend for housing was already accelerating. I, 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 before the, the pandemic, it was accelerating. We're going to see more of that. Uh, you know, one of the other big trends out there is is really uh, you're going to need to save more for retirement because I, I, I think what's happening with the record government spending, with, with modern monetary theory, which the Democrats and, and the globalists have really bought into, that they can infinitely print money with no problems. It, 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 and that just doesn't work based on, I mean, it's 5,000 years of history. And one of the amazing things about history is you can go back and you can, the complexity of some of these societies in 300 AD, it, it was, was incredible. It, it, I mean, the idea that everybody was walking around with a loincloth, you know, behind a, a, an ox and a hoe is just simply not, you know, a plow is not the case. And so these are very complex. And, and there's writings. There's there's uh, there's writings out there. You can that they they've, they've gone through. There's all types of things. There's records. Uh, and they see you know in the inflation. You know the reason why well, if you look at a, at, a, at a quarter, it's got the serrated edges. Why is that? Well, it's a lot simpler Not the the reason is is because. People, years ago, when they printed gold and silver coins, they had the serrated edges to prevent the emperors and and the kings from shaving off a little around each coin and putting it back into circulation, and it kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And so this always had to deal with inflation, and the idea that it's gone away is just simply not there. And so people have to protect, save more to protect themselves from retirement. They're going to have to be smarter about it to, to navigate through some of those things. Uh, Particularly with these record low rates, with zero interest rates, it makes it tough for, for people. So, this is one of the trends that, that's going on out there. And, and, and I, th- I think it's going to be more important. I think companies that can make things and do things, you know, there's shortages of wood, there's shortages of, of you know, like we talk about dishwash. It's interesting, wood, a lot of these places, a lot of building materials, wood, they shut down a lot of the sawmills. It, that were around a lot of the paper plants in this country, cardboard plants, they were all shut down. And, and so what happened is, is they mar- all these these companies were taken over, they were all uh, put together, they were rationalized. Well, there's not enough capacity in many of these sectors anymore because they've been run just so hyper efficiently that they closed off all, closed down all the plants, and now. There's real shortages of wood. There's shortages of sheetrock. There's shortages of everything, and this is going to bring up a new generation of people building products, making things of companies that are doing that. And so, hopefully, this will stay in the United States. I, I, I think, I think the the tariffs President Trump put on is very good. We are can see more manufacturing come back, and we're we're in the process of rebuilding the United States of America. Uh, going forward, looking what I think we're going to see happen was is is we were going to see the economy pick up again, starting in the spring. Look, we talked about this on the show. I, for newer listeners, the show we talked about the coronavirus back in February, and we were we were saying. I remember I, I wrote about it in our Max Hot Savings Report, which we send out free. I'll write. I'm going to write another one this week. We're going to get it out to you. We said at the time, it's like there's everyone is saying the coronavirus is, is is no big deal, nothing to worry about. Uh, but, my point was, why did China shut down eighty percent of their of their uh, uh manufacturing capacity? Somebody must have scared the the something must have scared the Chinese quite a bit and so while everyone over here was claiming this was nothing if you look at it, if you studied if you did the research on the coronavirus if you if you looked at the at the London website that had some of the numbers on it, we talked at the time about the mortality rates and we talked about the r not factor, nobody even knew what that was at the time we were talking about in the show. So we studied this. Well, this thing has kind of gone through like it is. It's gone through different cycles. You had the you had the 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 the, the you had an initial spike in the uh, uh, March April time frame, and then we had another spike over the summertime. Another wave came through, and now another wave is coming through. It, it seems to be in the winter. In the winter time, people aren't out outside as much. They, their their vitamin D level goes down because the sunlight helps you produce vitamin D, and they're inside closer, and it spreads. Coronavirus hasn't really spread much in Houston because it's been warmer down here. It's, it's, so another wave. But the 1918 virus, it pretty much went away by late 1919, 1920. And then you had the boom after that, the flapper girls, the speakeasies, everything else. It, it, it was a boom time during that time frame. And, and so I think the economy is going to pick up. Uh, Coming in the spring, I think people are going to want to travel. We told you, if you want to go on a cruise or book a flight, I would do it now for next year because there's going to be shortages of flights. There's going to be shortages of of cruises. I was out the other night, and I remember I was out in the country uh, a couple months back, and and you walk out at night, and there was no airplanes. Even in the daytime, there was no airplanes, and it was really a weird thing. I was out looking I looked at one part of the and there was like three or four air there was four airplanes going in different directions, and so flying is starting to come back. people are, even now, as bad it is, they're starting to fly if that's going to ramp up as people get more vaccines as people get more they understand what this virus is, they're going to fly more, so you want to get that. So people next year are going to want to do things or want to get get out. They're not going to want to stay cooped up in their house. They're not going to want to be Zoom calling. They're going to be meeting people. They're going to want to see people. They don't want to be, they're not going to be picking up things to, you know, uh, at the restaurant to take home or make something out. They're going to want to go to a restaurant. They're going to want to see their friends. They're going to want to throw parties. Things are going to happen. And so the economy is going to accelerate. What makes it tough to understand right now is who's going to be present. And if President, if Donald Trump prevails, uh, I, I think I think the economy is really going to accelerate. If Biden gets in, it look in fairness to Joe Biden, it looks like he, you know, he he won. I mean, I, I can tell you is everything we've looked at said there was a massive amount of fraud. It very clearly it was a fraudulent election, but he has the edge right now. So we have to kind of watch and see how this is going to go. I mean, it's it's a real concern. That, that really, it was very clearly a fraudulent election. I, the question is, how much was the fraud out there, and that's going to be the tougher thing to do. And can they overthrow some of the stuff? Uh, the stuff about the Dominion computers and some of the stuff that happened is deeply disturbing. And and and, and you know, the big loser. Everyone in the world always looked up to the United States, and they all wanted to have free elections by, like us, like the United States. And here we are. We probably have the worst electoral system in the world right now. I mean the Iraqis, when it, when they couldn't do anything, when they took the country over, they had paper ballots, and they, they, they dipped people's fingers in, in, in purple, if I remember right, dye. So they, so they had to put a stick a finger in there so they knew who voted so they could have a fair election. And then we have this ridiculous— mess in the United States where every vote counts, you know, that's a that's a license that's a license for voter fraud. That just means look, as many times as you can vote, you can vote. And and people like that Harvard professor say that ought to be really criticized. Every legal vote counts. But if your standard is every vote counts, not every legal vote counts, then you're going to engage in voter fraud. And that's what we're dealing with here. That uh, Nikki, do we have a question? No. Okay. Yeah, you can call us up, by the way, at 713-339-1070. Uh, so, so we'll see. I mean, right now, Biden has the edge,
3: uh, and,
1: and we'll see. I, I think you're, you're looking – if Biden – he's going to try to spend a lot of money, uh, he, and the Fed is going to try to backstop him, they're going to be massive on the environment. Uh, but one thing – I don't think they're going to go after the oil and gas industry. There seems to be too much union uh, – power in in the Democratic Party, and those people, there's a lot of union jobs in the oil and gas sector. They don't want those jobs destroyed. And that's why we've seen the massive rally in the oil and gas sector. Uh, This is something we talked about here about a month or two back. We said, look, oil and gas, it was the cheapest sector. We said it's 1.7 percent of the of, of, the, of the S&P 500 at, back in 2008 was 16% the same as the tech sector at the time. And then recently it was 2%. Now, I don't know, it's probably much It's higher than that. It, it had massive rallies across the board in the sector. We said whoever wins, it's going to be it's The oil and gas is going to go up. Uh, so I, I think that's a little positive that's coming out of the Biden group is they don't really seem to want to go after oil and gas. They're going to put more into solar. They're going to put more into wind. We're already Texas is already the biggest wind producer out there. Uh, and, and look for that. Look for uh, taxes to go up on the wealthy. I think they're going to get some of those higher taxes on the wealthy put through the, the real big – because I, I do think there's a very popular – uh, side of the Republican Party that's pretty fed up with everything that's happened. And, and so that I see the question is going to be what's going to happen in Georgia. This is a tough one. And and we're going to have to kind of wait and see there. Uh, we got the elections coming up. Uh, if I had to guess, the Republicans are going to win big. If they don't, it, 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 the, uh, the Democrats are going to get control of the Senate. But it's also going to say that really they have been that, that I think that's going to be a real clue is that if, 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 if Democrats win then very clearly Biden won, but if the Republicans win, it's going to put everything into question. We got a caller.
0: OK,
4: yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, yeah. Go ahead. You have a question for us.
4: All right. It's Sean. Hold on one second. OK, I just want to. On, on, hold on
1: just a second. Because
4: I've seen the sort of back. Um, what's that? Um, yeah, I just wanted to have a quick couple of statements right quick. Um, I sure. um, I have not really been following uh, everything as closely as I'd like to, but from all that Trump does for people and all that he's doing, people are going to hold on to him like a pit bull on a rack. They're not going to let go of, of Trump at all. And then uh, the other thing I wanted to say is, we have issues. A lot of people have issues with the vaccine, all of this, changing the RNA, the, using the RNA to change the DNA. And you know the DNA is us. That's us. And, po- folks, a lot of people, if the word is spreading that, you know, that it, it, it degrades the DNA eventually. And a lot of people don't want to get involved in that. But What, what yeah, are what I mean, your thoughts?
1: A couple of things. I think you're right on with Trump. I think people are going to back Trump. I I think they really believe in him and they really believe in America first. And and, and I think that's not going to go away. I think it's a very good point. The vaccines, it's a personal choice in the vaccines. I'm not a big fan of the vaccines, particularly the RNA vaccines that they they put the DNA. I, I just those things. That's a new technology. Uh, it's just not for me. Some of the others, like I think it's the AstraZeneca or the, or the uh, uh, Glaxo, when one of those two are more the other type of vaccine. It's a personal choice. But w- look, this is how I look at it is there's going to be enough people that in a, in four months will have had the either had the coronavirus, and then you're going to get a lot of people that are going to take the vaccine. At that time, you're going to get pretty close to herd immunity. And then the people that don't, I, I, I think it, it'll be fine. Uh, the one thing we have to avoid is we cannot have a world where people are required to take vaccines to fly in airplanes or go to ticketed concerts or something. That's unacceptable and we're gonna have to fight to stop that. Good good point. I agree with you there. Thank-, Thank you. Thank you. Okay, tell you what, we're coming up here in a quick break and we'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show.
2: and that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com.
1: This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? Welcome back to the Next Health Savings Show. We're talking savings and investments in your company. I love that Garth Brooks song, Friends. One of my friends, Miguel, has got that on his on – his, every time I talk to Miguel, he, they, I listen to – he's got it as his ringtone. And I'm like, oh, I wish I had that on my phone. I should put it on. But anyway, uh, so – so, so I, the election, I think, is still. Look, it's looking like uh, Joe Biden's going to be president. We'll see how it goes, but, but it, 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 it's really disturbing to see how we allowed our election uh, system to degrade to what it is today. I mean, it, it's genuinely shocking, and not just to us, to the, to the rest of the world. People always looked up to us, and, and for us to allow this type of stuff to go on. And in fairness to Joe Biden, he should. There shouldn't be a cloud under his presidency. If if he wins because of something like this, because of a bunch of incompetence of our election officials, it's very sad on all fronts, and we have to put a stop to it. So anyway, a couple things. I happened to just come across a little article on uh, China's five-year plan, and this is the difference between the United States and China. Uh, their five-year plan, they want to have 5% economic growth going forward, and they want to be self-sufficient in key te- key technologies, semiconductors, artificial intelligence, quantum engineering, uh, integrated circuits, and biotech. And, and, and China wants to be a, a world leader. China sets these plans in place. Look, I don't agree with China, but I respect China for who they are and what they do. And they believe in China, and they believe fervently in the Chinese people. And, and, and I really think, you know, I think we deserve a government that believes in its people and, and, and wants to be self-sufficient in these things as well. And, and this is one of the big, you know, battles going forward. And even one of the cases. To, against breaking up some of the big tech giants because they have to compete against, you know, the Chinese and the others. I mean, I think there's a case for that. But but I think it all comes down to a belief and a confidence in your people. And, and I think that's sorely lacking by our elite class uh, in, in this country. I mean, uh, the, the people are the ones that got them there. The people that always are the ones that bail them out of trouble. The people are always the ones that 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 create things, innovate things, and do things. And, and, and it just first, I don't understand where this disrespect for people came from uh, with with this elite class, and I think a lot of it comes out of these globalists uh, that that really think they're smarter and better than everyone else. So, and I think this is one of the you know the battles going forward. And I, uh, final thing, and I'll, I'll get back to savings best, but I'll, something I will leave you with that I think is really kind of sums it up to some extent is. What needs to be done in in a way is – where is it? I wrote it down. Uh, that I think going forward, I think for the Republicans and the Trump supporters, I think this is going to be your key right here. Collective action is central to influencing the decision makers in the country. I put in the country – it's actually a quote. Uh, you'll never guess where it came from, but I, I, I realize this is what the, the other side has been doing is, is and, we, and, and the Republicans and the Trump even need collection active action is central to influencing decision makers. And, and, and we, we've let this other group out there, and by the way, I'm not talking about the Democratic Party when I'm saying this. It, 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 these globalists, that's what they've done, and that's what their agenda is. So we'll see what happens, but uh, but back, We got a caller. Do we have a, a caller? Yeah, we have
4: a caller. His name is Daniel.
1: Okay, great. Hello. Welcome to the Max Out Saving Show. You had a question for us. Yeah, thanks, Dad. I always enjoy the show. Uh, I noticed the price of gold has gone down recently from about 2000 to about 1800 Any reason for that you no, know, that's tell you, that's something interesting. Uh, yeah, we're watching that. It, 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 my theory is, let me pull up a gold chart here. Janet Yellen was mentioned uh, as as the Treasury Secretary by uh, uh, Biden by Joe Biden, it, 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 and so as soon as that happened, about three days ago, three or four days ago, and as soon as that happened, gold started selling off. My theory on this. Is and I hate to to say this, but I I think the central banks wanted to in, bring confidence to the table, and I think they pushed gold down when Janet Yellen was mentioned, like oh wow the things are going to get better and she's going to be you know somewhat tight money. I don't believe it. She's basically a quantitative <laughs> easing a money printer, but I, I I think they wanted to kind of set the table for for Janet Yellen to be tr- uh, Treasury Secretary. And the reason I say this is. If you look at the dollar during that time frame, the dollar actually sold off a little bit, it, it, and so the, it, and gold is, has has moved inversely to the dollar uh, uh, quite a bit. It, it, and so, so during that time, when when Yellen was announced, the three days. That the dollar went down, so gold should have gone up. Gold has moved inversely, almost exactly to to the dollar. So something else happened out there, and that's what I believe it was. Uh, if, if you look at the, uh, the 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 dollar is down uh, underneath support. It's broken under the hundred. It went under the two hundred. I think it's going to hold here uh, overall. But because I do think we're going to see more print, money printing. But right now, it's that, that's my theory on it. We'll, we'll wait and see see what happens with it. Uh, Thank you, Ted. With that. Uh, But that's the thinking. By the way, I have something else. Thank you for the call. On silver prices, uh, look, again, I think over time you're going to see commodities. For our clients, we've taken a lot of positions in different companies or in here. Uh, the, the, The silver is interesting as well. Goldman Sachs came out, and then he had some interesting points. Solar power is 10% of the demand for silver. So as they accelerate uh, solar power, it's going to increase the price of silver. And they're projecting uh, that, that silver goes to $30. Right now it's about 22 and some change. Uh, CIBC is projecting 32 and Citigroup is projecting $40. But silver is also used a lot in 5G and it, it, electric cars use more silver because there's a lot of electrical components in the cars as well. So silver demand's going up, and I think that's going to help out silver, and that's probably a little better way to play, but I like silver and gold here. Uh, do you have any other questions, Nikki? No, not yet. Okay, thanks. Uh, so any, anyway, but that's that's so that's so what we're seeing. Oil is moving up, which is looking good. I, again, I really think if Trump gets back in or Biden, Biden, uh, the good news looks like he's not going to be as tough on, on the oil and gas sector. Yeah, and that's why we're seeing – we saw massive moves in the oil and gas sector. Uh, commodities, we're seeing soybeans, we're seeing wheat hit up. People are coming back. There's demand for homes, commodities, lumber's up. Uh, again, the – people are writing, are starting to accelerate. They're starting to do things. And this is against the backdrop next year of of the coronavirus slowing down, uh, going away, which is going to cause demand out there. People want to get out. They're going to want to do things. They're going to want to travel. They're going to want to do things. At the same time, the housing uh, thing is going to accelerate. Now, keep in mind, whoever gets in, uh, uh, Biden or Trump, both of them are going to do something to help probably get immigrants. I think can, if, if Trump wins, I, the thing will surprise people is I do believe he was going to do a package to to, to – we've got probably 25 million-plus illegal immigrants in the country, which we have to do something with. They'll, will be, they'll help out some of those people uh, get, get involved with it,
3: uh,
1: and it's going to help some of those people – you get a citizenship either way. But if those people get citizenship, they're more likely to buy houses as well. So, so again, I think between the housing, between the people wanting to come back from the coronavirus, and between also the, the re, re, reshoring of manufacturing with the deglobalization, which hopefully is going to continue, I mean, what we'll see is Joe Biden on the payroll of the Chinese. I mean, I think that's a very fair question. There's very hard evidence that and so he's gonna to have to he's gonna to have to make it clear to the American people which side he's on. I think he's gonna go on the American people side very quickly because he's got to show them that so so if the tariffs stay on, if the manufacturing comes back, and we rebuild the United States in, in for the future, this could be very positive for the country. And this is kind of one of the things we're really looking at right now. And so so I think I think you can see more like the '60s type of thing or the '20s type of thing in here, but 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 you're going to likely see that backdrop of higher rates during that time frame. And if taxes go up, you could see more selling uh, of the tech sector. I think the tech sector is peaking in here, and I think we're seeing a handoff into some of these other sectors, which you know the chemicals, the ag, the housing, the oil and gas, those things are starting to come back, and many of these companies, many of these sectors are controlled only by a few companies, and they really have cut back capacity, and all of a sudden, when this unexpected capacity hits the market, uh, it becomes a problem. I, I know like the uh, the uh, timber, I know timber pretty well,
3: uh,
1: and because we have timber properties in the family, and, and and they shut down a lot of the mills, the timber mills, the paper and the lumber mills. In, in, in different parts, Texas and Georgia, and so there's not as many, so they don't pay as much. Well, all of a sudden, there's massive demand right now; they can't keep up. They're going to have to put more mills in, And that's going to that's going to cause timber prices to go up for timber. We have two minutes. That's also have gonna, two. What's that? Two minutes? Two minutes. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Nikki. So I, I do think there's a lot of neat things happening. Uh, the, the risk is going to be the inflation is is going to be managing through this period of more inflation more looser Fed. The Federal Reserve has made it really clear what they're going to do is they're going to try to keep rates low and let inflation run a little hot next year. And uh, again, if if it's like the 1918 pandemic and you get more of a booming thing, you don't want to just shut it off, but you want to grow grow it. And you've got these factories coming back. So this is the key of, of what's going to happen. Now, where are the factories going to go? Well, they're likely to go in the South. They're going to go in the Midwest. What the Democrats are going to try to do is they're going to try to claim they. they – they, got to watch it if they put a carbon tax on because what that that will be is they will sit there and they will uh, – they're going to come in and they're going to try to get waive the tax for people putting factories in New York where people don't want to do things. And so this is – So this is something we're going to see, but, but this is what I think, this is the the, the good future that we can have it. If, if the, if the Democrats get control of the Senate, if they start raising taxes, if they double the capital gains tax, if if they start putting carbon taxes on the American people, environmental taxes, and, 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 and taxing gasoline and everything, that then the economy is going to sink, and then the debt is going to overwhelm it, and we're going to be in big trouble. So we're going to have to see how it goes. Then they'll start printing money, and you're going to see a massive inflation. So those are kind of the roads we're going to go on. Either way, the inflation is going to come back. One way it comes back through the growth of the economy. The other way is if we dip into another recession here soon and 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 deal with massive federal spending and and money printing QE by the quantitative easing by the Federal Reserve. That can lead to a bigger, more dangerous inflation and a fall in the dollar. The other way, the dollar can stabilize and hold in with some growth. But but if we don't, the dollar could start really – falling precipitously. That that is when you get your big inflation. That that's one thing you gotta watch. And so we're going forward, that's gonna be the right. A couple things. If you haven't uh gone to the Max Out Savings website, Max dot com, sign up for our free newsletter. Or if you need help with your retirement, go there. Uh you can request an appointment. We're doing in person uh visits now at the office. We're very cautious on this. Uh but just go to the website maxoutsavings dot com, sign up for the free report or the uh or request an appointment. And also remember the motto in the philo- uh, in our philosophy at the Max Out Saving Show, to save aggressively, invest conservatively. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Saving Show.
0: This has been the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer.